0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 134. I'm your host, Brian. Joining this evening, Terry. Hey,
1: everybody.
0: And of course, well, not of course, I mean, because I'm not allowed to say that anymore. Ian is also joining us. What else am I going to do for Monday evening? Exactly. You need some sort of entertainment, right?
2: And you guys are the only entertainment worthwhile in my life.
0: So there's nothing else on TV. Is that what you're telling me?
2: It's, um, you know, the season's over with, so reruns
0: yeah, now.
3: Mondays are terrible for that. So you're saying that we're actually more influ- influential comics than the uh, first appearance of The Amazing Spider-Man, then?
2: No, wouldn't say that.
3: And, of course, that's Mac. Hey, I found out this week that the reason that parrots are not treated as a food source is because, because they call cause peritonitis. And, of course, the one, the only
4: Canadian we talked to, the dumbass himself.
3: Well, that's not true. I talked to somebody
4: at work, too. You should know that I always remember the tip. (laughs) That is going to make sense in a little bit. You know what? (laughs) I was going to say, there are several ways to take that, but I know how I'm taking it.
0: (laughs) How's everybody doing this week? Great. I was so sick last week. I'm, I'm glad we were able to put this off a week.
1: Are you feeling better now?
0: I am. I'm feeling better now. I thought it was just allergies, you know, but it was not. It was definitely a cold. Oh. <laughs> Awful. But you know, my kid brought it home. I tell I tell my kids leave that stuff at school. Bring home Thank your homework with
3: you, right? Bring I keep. I keep telling you those things cause diseases. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: Hey, so uh, I'm doing a charity ride again for the American Diabetes Association. So recall that last year I rode the metric century and raised money for diabetes.
0: And did you get get diabetes out of it?
1: I did not. Thank goodness. Uh, But uh, I raised a little money to help with research and stuff. So that was cool. And it's a, it's a really beautiful bike ride. So I wanted to do it again. Um, I was trying to think of an incentive though. If anyone, I know last year we had a few listeners donate um, and I put the link in the show notes so you can donate again this year, but I was trying to think of an incentive. And I think that, when I reach one hundred dollars in donations, I will record the podcast in my underwear.
0: With the camera on? No. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you kidding? I already do this without pants. That's nothing.
1: <laughs> maybe I'll do I'm like in my like
0: underwear a, right now.
1: Maybe I'll, I'll do you you like a uh, a safer work selfie. You know
0: what, Terry? I have an idea. We'll talk after the podcast. Oh, okay. I have, I've got an idea. We'll see if we can For make an incentive it. Incentive to
1: offer our listeners. I, I do. I
3: have um, something. What yeah, kind of anything. an incentive can I offer you to offer you to uh, to measure it in American measurements?
1: Uh, oh, we talked about this on Facebook, didn't we? It's we 62, did. Sixty-two miles. Why? Why uh, would
3: anybody measure anything in American measurements? Because we're Americans.
0: Yeah, but it's it was, we, and you know, we're wasteful. Press company
3: except a dumbass. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I I maintain that it's either not legal to measure anything in kilometers in the U.S. or shouldn't be legal. It, I, I think it shouldn't be to, legal to measure anything in feet.
1: I think hey, I you like,
3: always, uh, the, Dumbass, the, you need a roommate? Because I'm going to send Brian up there.
2: My main defense <laughs> oh, okay. on keeping Brian,
3: the yes. English <laughs> measurement system,
2: there's an easy defense why we need to keep the English measurement system. It would probably cost billions and billions of dollars to try and convert over right now.
0: Yes, but the savings would be even more.
1: And the reason I like to say kilometers for this ride is I get to call it a century, (laughs) which sounds like a really long distance.
0: Ian, we can talk about the process to do that
4: later.
1: The process. (laughs) So if you move to Canada, are you guys going to consummate your gay marriage Absolutely.
4: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Good. I mean, I've been bugging for it this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: Well, I think we better get on to masturbating in the well, masturbation moment I have to oh. ask
3: you one other question Oh, jeez! If, was... if you are going to consummate your gay marriage are you going to dock oh, oh, yeah, we'll, right. talk we'll find later, out about that later
4: well. <laughs> I'm like wait a minute I just read about that somewhere Where, what is that reference <laughs> oh that's oh. yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> alright
3: <laughs> now we said that I don't read the articles
0: are we ready to masturbate Okay. All right.
4: (laughs) The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves.
2: Well, the first thing we have for tonight is something we all love. I think at least. I know I do. Um I'm I'm pretty sure Terry's pretty close to hers and my my understanding is the other guys on the podcast rather enjoy the ones they've had access to. But we're gonna talk about boobs. Oh good because I was
0: saying I was thinking tennis shoes and I'm like, what where is this going?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Apparently there is a new challenge out there. One that regretfully I could never hope to um meet. The challenge is to hold a Coke can with your boobs. Although well, some of the women have held bottles. But you take it, you put it between your cleavage, you let it go, and you let your breasts hold the can or bottle for you. Not sure what the point is. Uh, I much more <laughs> enjoy it than some of the other challenges that have come and gone, like the um cinnamon challenge and things like that. It could be funny, but th- this one, I-, I could probably watch videos of this Nonstop for quite a while, if I really wanted to. But something about it's
0: just rather relaxing and pleasant to me. Why uh, is so? That's why this is in the masturbation moment because this is something you can masturbate to. I haven't yet, but I <laughs> with oops.
2: Anything where it encourages women to show off their breasts is. Fine with me and definitely deserve
0: a spot in her masturbation moment. So this is supposed to be for breast cancer research,
4: right? But yes, I can't it, find any links that really support that.
5: Yeah, right? There is but, a video but,
4: underneath <laughs> this. Got ten seconds to watch this woman enjoy her banana? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sure do.
1: Hell yeah. What are we doing? What have I got going on? <laughs>
2: but then how often did the ice bucket challenge really push people to go and um do a link for what were they about? Well,
0: here's the thing is that, 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 um, Elon Musk gave money. Bill Gates gave money. I mean, so it did actually work. There were some people who gave money who could do it in, 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 in big ways. Right. So it did, and it made a lot of money. Actually, they were able to show how much money it made.
2: But not every challenge had a link to the stuff. They just mentioned it. No. So this could be the same thing.
0: Well, okay. Like- so which, ce- which celebrities with money are going to do this and give money? I don't know
2: yet. I wonder if
1: I it. could hold a bike part in my boobs. I'm just – now I'm thinking about <laughs> possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> what can I put between my breasts? CO2 canisters might be too small. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have to think about it.
4: <laughs> you're, you're, um, Wyatt, so your are portable bike pump. Your wife bumps. walks in on you she's like, what are you doing? I am supporting <laughs> breast cancer research, dear.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So we know now what Ian's into.
3: I like the movie. Some of the uh, some of the comments down below are priceless, such as oh, I never read uh,
5: comments. The, uh,
3: <laughs> the top one here, Celeste Rosnock says, "How about I just feed my child with my breast like they were meant to do, and post the pics without people freaking out?" Oh. I see more naked breasts in these pics and vids than I would in breastfeeding ones, but these and these are and bfing ones are not.
2: That's a very good point. It's
1: an excellent point. I-, I will say, though, in
0: our defense, we have never complained about a woman breastfeeding.
1: Nope, neither have I. Yeah, we're pro-breastfeeding. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Podcast.
4: I'm completely against women breastfeeding in public. The baby is blocking the view. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I understand your concern. All I right,
1: hear what you're saying, dumbass. But the baby's got to latch on in order for the feeding part to work.
3: Vince Greenman says, what's next? Fitting a Butterfinger in your butthole for prostate cancer? Well, I guess we'll we'll know what his video will be about. I'm concerned about putting a lot of sugars up
0: there. I'm not sure that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I was going to make a glass bottle joke, but I can't quite get there. (laughs) You know,
3: there was a... uh, I was was bored! uh, There was a book I read uh, about... It's this whole series by this guy by the name of Tim Dorsey about this basically a psychopath on a rampage in Florida, and he it was it the books are mainly comedy i mean he's he's playing this guy as a very entertaining character he's he's like dexter but funnier anyway in one of these books he kills this guy who of course deserves it but he kills him by basically giving him an alcohol enema and and plugging his plugging his rectum with a piece of soap so that he would actually have to get somebody to give him him an enema to get the alcohol out of him.
2: Although I have found what Brian's going to um, get really into. There's a link to naked bowling. <laughs> and if that's not Brian's thing, I don't know. Brewing. No, no, I
0: think, I think that that is probably, I, I I think that's probably right up my alley. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh
3: nice. Oh, that, it, you that got Mac to groan. That was not worthy of, that was not worthy. <laughs> That could not lift the hammer. It's not worthy. <laughs> I don't care if it was in the ele- if it was in an elevator with the hammer. It could not lift the hammer. Dude, you're just mad you didn't make it first.
1: So yeah, there is naked. Look at that. It's rule thirty four. There is naked bowling. All right, there we go. All right, confirming rule thirty four.
0: Okay, i I'm I'm good with that. All right. Well, what I want to know though is that if I masturbate, will my hand get pregnant? <laughs>
4: Yes, I put this in, and I linked to an article which was working about an hour ago, which I'm now getting a uh, HTTP error 400 on. Um, I've got – I
0: just brought it up, so I've got it. Yeah, it's it's fine on this end. Huh, that's weird. Masturbating men will find their hands pregnant in the afterlife, afterlife <laughs> says Muslim televangelist.
4: Yep, uh, this guy uh, on a um, television show. Uh, apparently got a question from a married man who was still masturbating and, um, during the conversation, he made this claim that, uh, your hand would be pregnant in the afterlife. So you better
1: stop. <laughs> Does that mean that I get to just masturbate with no consequences? Woohoo! <laughs> Can yeah, I, I, I? can't say okay pregnant with my own hands. Can I?
4: <laughs> it's, it's kind of a strange theology if you think about it though. I mean, it, are you? Gonna, is your hand then going to give birth in the afterlife? Are you going to raise a little kid from your hand? And and, and if your hand's not going to give birth, in what sense is your hand pregnant? Yeah, I I don't know.
0: And here's the other thing oh, yeah. I'm confused about, Terry. I I thought women just took really long baths.
5: Mm.
3: <laughs> I I don't think that this is. I think this is, a, as a threat against believers, this doesn't seem to be nearly as effective as you know you're going to go to the afterlife. But your hands will be pregnant. It's not nearly as effective as you're not going to go to the afterlife. You'll go to a, you'll go to eternal torment instead. This seems kind of uh, kind
0: of weak. If I if I'd I wanted thought. to pre- stop a guy from masturbating, I think my tactic would be: if you masturbate, your penis will shrink. There you go. Yep. Not you'll be your
3: hand will be pregnant in the afterlife. I mean, because and, and not you're going to go blind because you know then you'll be just can I do it till I have to wear glasses. <laughs>
0: Even said, I can still enjoy an orgasm even if I'm blind. Maybe I can enjoy it even more.
1: You know, does it speak to just a basic lack of under- – like that anti-education bullshit and uh, just like the coercive ignorance of some of these um, far out there extremist sects? Like if he says that and nobody bats an eye, his, his audience does not have any sort of understanding of biology what the fuck ever. You it's know. no, it's no okay. different
0: than what the fundamentalists here are saying. I mean, it, it's, I mean, d- controlling masturbation is just to control the flock. It's one more method of control. To call something that is so normal that you know men are doing, you e- you don't call it dirty, call it evil in some way. Now they down and 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 now you start their guilt cycle, right? I mean, that's all it's doing.
1: I know, but it's but it's to say something that stupid and ridiculous, um, and have people buy into that. Yeah, well, I get that. There's there's shaming and stuff. I agree with you that it goes on in the other cult- cultures, but uh, <laughs> there has to be a fundamental lack of understanding uh, for you to even be able to say that out loud. You know, uh, apparently
3: he's been pretty widely mocked on Turkish social media. So
1: good. Maybe
3: it's not that much ignorance.
1: <laughs> Deservedly so. That's good.
3: Here's
0: the thing, is that how, I mean, when they say that you'll go blind or that you'll get a hairy palm, I mean, those are just as scientifically inaccurate and bullshit, but absolutely, but they say them not because they're true, but I mean, it's, it's more, it's just shaming.
1: The thing that I bring up a lot when we talk about this kind of masturbation shaming too, is it's almost always masturbation shaming men. They don't even bother to masturbation shame women because uh, we don't even acknowledge that women do that.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. We, and we don't acknowledge lesbians half the time either, you know? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's when we talk about masturbating and we talk about particularly gay sex, it's usually focused on males.
1: Yeah, it's always yeah. sodomy. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: never.
5: Yeah. yeah.
3: <clears throat> well, there we go. I thought sodomy was when you put down new grass.
5: <laughs> that's you're not
0: gonna, that is, that is, huh? I bet you're going to have two pregnant hands. Probably. <laughs>
1: Is that why they call it tossing salad? I was just making the analogy. <laughs>
0: no, no, tossing salad is totally different. They don't that's not masturbation.
4: No, I know. It's
0: that's not. a different conversation.
4: Well, female <laughs> masturbation and lesbianism are things that men actually want to watch. <laughs> and true, women. True. Yes. But I'm I'm talking about the majority of men.
0: Sure. So if somebody um is uh rehabilitated so that they can walk using yoga is that uh, the devil's work
2: isn't everything the devil's work oh,
0: well, apparently I-, I think that we have covered this issue before this uh, this idea i think we we definitely talked about
3: yoga before
0: yeah and and i, and it, I think it might have even been pat robertson um and he, surprise surprised me <laughs> yeah, exactly i mean about about it being evil and so um this article talks about a man um i think his name is mike uh, Piers? Pira? Piersi? Piri? I don't know. I can't pronounce the last name. P-E-R-S-I. Um, and this gentleman saw another video online about a guy who um worked with a yoga instructor doing, he called it extreme yoga. And the guy in the video, you know, they show a progression of how, you know, he does this yoga and he's working on it. And eventually he gets to the point where <coughs> he can walk and he can run again. Even after a doctor had told him he would probably never walk again. Um, and so this, so, so this person, Mike, um, Pierce, um, decided he would do it. And he's been working with a yoga instructor. And apparently it is working and he's able to, and he's starting to be able to walk again. And I guess apparently some of the people in there, in the, this evangelical church have a problem with this. Um, this is because they think that yoga is basically a gateway to hinduism to, to me this is uh, to me it's almost like these christians are creating their own boogeyman yeah well that's that's a given um when it's just ritualized stretching exactly it's just ritualized stretching i mean i i don't know that much about hinduism
3: uh unfortunately but I know that I want there to be more Hindus because that means more beef for me. <laughs> there, okay. There, there you go. It just seems to me
0: like this article, this whole article, and, and they, and they're quoting, um, a bunch of stuff from Acts where, you know, um, Jesus is healing people and stuff like that. Right. Um, and, and, and so this, this idea that it's only God that can heal, right? And if something else heals, such as Hinduism, because that's evil apparently to these
3: um so apparently
0: is medicine.
4: Apparently so is medicine.
1: Yeah. It's I was, physical therapy.
0: These are Pentecostals. Pentecostal Christians, apparently.
4: If I understand my history of this correctly, uh yoga wasn't even um invented in India. I think it was uh invented in North America. Um is it, based is on it? certain stretches that maybe some uh eastern People did, or something, but uh, there there wasn't any formal yoga in the ancient East, or in Hinduism, for that matter, if I remember correctly.
2: The origins of yoga have been speculated date (laughs) back to pre-Vedic Indian traditions, but most likely developed around the sixth and fifth century BCE in ancient India's ascetic circles.
0: (laughs) So this can—I might be wrong. Well, but here's the thing: is that if you're right. Then it was um, definitely Joseph Smith. It was probably um, we'd have to we'd have to look back and at, at his timeline as to when you know people so came yoga to So yoga isn't
1: just one thing. There's a whole spectrum of different yoga practices, and uh, so I do yoga, but it's like phys- it's like just exercise. It's stretches and you know breathing and holding your position and things like that, and well, uh, strengthening your core. Terry, yes.
3: y'all keep telling yourself that sinner.
1: <laughs> it, the miracle is that I get faster on my bike. There you I, go. There's the I thought it
0: was quite the slippery slope argument. And what they said is in the article, A many biblical literalists and uh, char- charismatic or Pentecostal Christians in I don't particular find them so. are deeply suspicious of yoga, which they which they see less as healing and wellness practice and more a seductive a seductive point of entry into the Hindu religion which is a which is a hell of a slippery slope <laughs> well
1: That's there's a, a, of, a lot of there's a lot of woo yoga out there where you chant or whatever and sure. meditate well, and... it is
2: um even say traditionally it is um you know a meditative and spiritual um Exercise
0: Right. He, so. Yoga generally here in the U.S. Is, is just the piece of it that we like, the stretching piece of it. Yeah, I mean, most people I, I don't think would associate yoga and Hinduism in this country.
1: No, I agree. Well, and if this guy got better, it was probably because there was a physical therapy effect from doing the exercise.
0: Right. You guys want to know what Pat Robertson had to say? No, really. really. They, they quote him in the words of Pat Robertson. Hinduism and many other occult activities that come out of the Orient are inspired by demons and demon worship. Awesome! There, <laughs> There's this concept that all religions are the same and are good. That's not true. The worship of devils is not good. Yoga is a... Oh, God. Something uh, Ouija board... Can uh can create okay, so basically a Ouija board can create small cracks in spiritual defenses through through which a demon can take possession of your soul. So apparently yoga and Ouija boards allow demons to take possession of you.
3: What do you think, guys? So here's my thought on this. If you know, if I were the type to if I were if I were wanting to see God's hand in this man's healing, I would see it in his wife getting the information about the yoga in the first place.
2: No, that's the devil's hand.
3: I'm uh, not a dualist, so the whole I, soul business doesn't make I, any sense to me at all. <laughs> I, does not the Bible say God helps those who help themselves? Um, Not when I read it. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're a cherry picker.
2: <laughs> uh, dumbass. Um, Apparently, you are somewhat correct. Dean Arneth. Um, basically, is a person who mm. legitimized Yoda <laughs> a, in America, oh, basically, and made it <laughs> unconnected to religious. Do- um,
3: or possibly Frank Oz.
2: <laughs> so basically, um, in some ways, what we view as yoga is very much an American thing, in that we removed for the most part, we removed the religious
3: aspects of it. Ah, uh, my- right that time you
0: did. You know, my whole feeling about this whole article is that what these people are doing is creating their own boogeyman, and so which they have something to demonize, so that they have something to do.
2: Right, and well, this one's a good one because it um, connects to other non-Christian religions. Hindu and And Buddhism both have yoga as part of their beliefs, and so what a great thing to demonize something that's connected to religions that you want to um, discredit.
0: But it's. Yeah, and this idea that if it's not Christian, it's the devil, <laughs> which I, I, is – I don't know. To me, uh, it's so offensive.
4: <laughs> well, if you take it uh, – if if you take the Christian religion literally, um, if uh, it's not God and his mm-hmm. angels, well, there are no other beings out there. They must be devils. So like right. Hindus wor- worship multiple gods that resemble nothing in Christian, and they actually seem kind of scary a lot of the time. They seem like devils.
0: Yeah, no, I I understand. It's just, I don't know. Since I feel like the, it's all made up to begin with, you know, they, they're they all kind of on the same level playing field, as far as nonsense is concerned. But they won't admit to that? No. No, but I just, this article in particular was just like, th- this is, it's just fear-mongering. Mm. Yeah. And yet we, the next one fits that perfectly as well.
2: But at least the next one's fun. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> On to more demonic
3: rites of passage.
1: Yay! Yay. I've been waiting for this. Love yeah. the
2: demons, Mac. If you want to take it from here.
3: All right. So anyway, I encountered this in the first place reading one of my uh, one of my web comics, something positive, and they were talking about this thing that's sweeping the kids, which is called Charlie Charlie. And so I went and found some articles about it and read a little bit more about this, this um, practice. Basically, what you've got is you've got a piece of paper with a, two lines drawn on it, intersecting lines. Um, so you form four squares. You write yes in two of the diagonals and no in two of the diagonals. Then you put a piece of uh, pencil across it, and then you put a pencil across that perpendicular and then you call out charlie charlie come and play at which point a spirit of either a demon or a dead child or the sources vary on these different things but the spirit comes and moves the pencil and answers your questions
2: my money's on a drunk a dead hobo (laughs) they'd be the ones that would seem to have more time to do something like that i would think
3: but um so the first thing I found was an article from Christian today. Charlie Charlie game poses poses real danger. Vatican exorcist warns against summoning demons. Okay. Um What is intriguing about this is that some of the information seems to indicate that this is something that's been around for a long time. And some of the information seems to indicate that this is actually something that was cooked up for a movie called The Gallows which is just another of the crop of dime-a-dozen horror films that are coming out these days. So it's not real? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult to say which point it, point it goes to. I think the most comprehensive thing that I found was the Snopes article asking was it really a viral marketing hoax, and the Snopes seems to indicate that it actually existed prior to the trailers for the movie coming out.
1: It's got to be real because I'm watching a video of it. That's right, right now.
2: I just found a thing of um, them doing it, but instead of pencils, they're using people. They have the yes and no's on full sheets of paper, and they have one girl lying down, the other lying on top of her.
1: Nice. Are you sure that's not uh, lesbian porn?
3: <laughs> Wait a minute. How do you sharpen the people? I'm just asking. You know, this is this is done with this is done with sharpened pencils. Making it inherently a far more dangerous thing than the wager board. Because, you know, this is fun until somebody loses an eye <laughs> or pokes a hole in a foreskin.
1: Oh. <laughs> so, do we get to play? Are we going to play on the live yeah, on the gonna podcast? Are we going to play it's this? If like I can ever
0: balance the damn pencil, holy mackerel. That's the most difficult part of this whole thing is balancing the pencil.
1: So, Brian has set this up, and we're all watching him on video feed.
2: Right and so, now. we all have to, um, all together, I think we need to invoke Charlie. So, are we ready?
3: Yep.
0: Charlie, Charlie, Charlie come and play? play? Come and
3: play. Okay. Charlie, Charlie, come Perfect. and play.
2: Does he say yes? You know, um,
3: <laughs> by the way, Brian, a holy mackerel is another thing you can make with a sharpened pencil. Pencil. Uh, okay. Brian,
2: has Charlie said yes to no. coming to play?
3: Charlie has not. Charlie, Charlie, Here. can you keep the patient? The there pencil you go.
0: stationary? Whew, oh. I can't balance the damn pencil. How can Charlie come into play?
3: Well, let's see if he can answer my question. Can you keep the pencil stationary? He is with us.
1: He is with us. Yay! Yay. The pencil remained
3: perfectly All right. still.
0: All right, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. Will this podcast cause
3: us to lose our one listener? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's okay. I think I got another one a couple of days ago. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. this is... I don't know. I. You know, at least a dowsing rod... You know, the, there's something going on. But this, I don't know what you do.
3: I heard about this thing where you take unsharpened pencils and you basically make a square out of them. And you kind of use them like like dowsing rods by putting pressure on them. Okay. Yeah,
2: well, that's another Charlie Charlie one. I, if you look, I put yeah. a link and they mention a six pencil thing.
3: Yeah, that's what I saw.
1: Charlie, Charlie, will I get laid? <laughs> Yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. But,
0: I think uh, that
1: there was maybe some uh, manipulation. Are of you these. sure?
3: <laughs> no, I think you're wrong. But we got uh, <laughs> we got links in here from the Washington Post talking about I might have misheard it. you and thought you asked if you were going to get screwed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Will I be late? Yes.
3: And we've got one in here from Jezebel also, which is pretty good. And that's where Ian got the Scary for Kids one that he put in there. Or it—that's in the article. I don't know if that's where Ian actually got it.
2: I no, just put Charlie Charlie in search engine. that's what came up.
3: Okay, what the hell is bubbling? The new teen trend that will get, make you gag. I don't know. Skip it.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing: I love this kind of stuff. I mean, because it's—I it, mean—it's corny and it's lame and it's—but it's something you can do at a sleepover. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a fun little thing to do, but. You know when you got well, I think that even Pat Robertson had something to say about this somewhere. Oh, You could go back to exactly what we were talking about earlier, right? You're invoking demons. I think one of these articles actually quotes Pat Robertson. <laughs> yeah, don't look at the
3: bubbling one. Don't look. <laughs> Is it like looking at now? now I want to look. No, you do not want to look. <laughs> now I really want to look. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. <laughs> That's right. Ah. Uh. I don't know
0: that I think this kind of stuff is fun and I think the ads are fun whether whether they were a promo ad or not. I, it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's a little, it's a neat little gag. It's fun.
1: That now, was smart. Yeah, yeah. To use that to leverage that. Yeah. Even
0: if it came out before the viral marketing campaign, the idea using of using it was it, smart. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: So I, this kind of, I don't know. I By like, wait, just a, a side note. I happened to have been in Toys R Us a few days ago and I mentioned this and somebody started talking about the most. One of the people who works there talked about the fact that the, lar- the largest number of batteries that they sell in Toys R Us are for the Ouija board, which apparently has some sort of a motorized component to it. Really? Since when? Well, I don't know. Whoa. W- was that Charlie? Um, I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, my are goodness, you, Mac.
3: Are you Charlie? Are you Charlie? He's nodding.
1: Yes, I'm he,
3: he is Charlie. Ah, so so now Charlie is up. Charlie, parrot? Charlie
2: has possessed your bird.
3: Oh, apparently, apparently he has. Is that a cockatoo? That is a cockatoo. Yeah, you, you. It's handled. He might be your possessed
2: hands. cockatoo. You have to be careful.
4: Oh, oh he's wait, well,
3: he's happy. He's on my arm too.
0: Oh, we forgot to ask Charlie if we were done playing.
4: Oh well, now you're done for. <laughs>
0: Hey, Mac,
1: ask your bird if we're done playing yet.
3: Sid, are we done playing? Uh, He's got my left foot in the talons of death right now.
1: (laughs) I'll take that as a yes.
3: No, that's that's what he does when he wants to be picked up. The (laughs) problem is that his grip on your foot actually causes you to not be able to move your leg. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, so anyway, I, I... you know, just the just this this Charlie thing is just another one of the fads to come along, and I'm gonna show. Go. I'm gonna show this to my kids so that they can you know do it at sleepovers and stuff.
0: I think I think it's a fun little thing, and and even better if they do it over at some you know religious person's house.
3: Yeah, because then <laughs> they will not be invited back.
0: No, they won't be going back, will they? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, I don't think that any of our friends are that religious.
1: <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing.
4: How to lose friends and not influence people? Yeah, have yeah, right. It for a little while.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. So I've got I've got Sid for a little while, so he may comment. Okay.
2: Okay. So, well, onwards I, to the main topic. First, yeah. Let,
3: let's 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 move on to talk about
0: circumcision, and this is not a controversial topic <laughs> at all. So I'm sure this will be real quick. Send <laughs> your think-
1: hate mail to Brian. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll admit I'm the one that um put this in here, so feel free to send your hate mail to me. I want hate mail, actually. That would be awesome. We haven't gotten much.
0: We haven't really gotten any vitriol.
2: So Hello, for a long time, listeners you might recall a few years back when we actually briefly talked about it, and at that time, um, the consensus was the medical community didn't recommend either way. They were, you know, the the, the overall thing was, You know, it's up to the parents. Um, We're not taking a side on this. Well, one of the things through this discussion we'll learn is there actually has been a change in that. Um, Basically, I've been debating to put this um, as a topic for a little while, but then um, Dumbass on his Facebook page posted the first video we have here called um, from um, College Humor called The Real Reason You're Circumcised. I had seen the video um, sometime before... He had posted it, and it bothered me because it was inaccurate and incomplete.
0: But it's true.
2: The, 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 there's truth in it, yes, but it leaves
0: huge gaps. No, here's the thing. is that I, I think that for the majority of people, this is not a, a pros-cons debate. This is your father was circumcised. You're going to be circumcised. I think it's that simple. <laughs> I, I really do. I don't think well, that most people choose to do this or not do this
3: based on the evidence. And right. I think I think we brought up some somewhere I don't know where that I think we brought up somewhere at some point in the past about the fact that your dad wants your junk to look like his junk. Right.
2: Yeah. In fact, um, I have a friend who I specifically because his um, son is, is about the exact same age as my youngest, and so our, our, um, we you know we were expecting kids together, and we both knew we were having boys, and I actually had asked him, um, "Are you going to get your circum? You know, are you going to get him circumcised?" I have no idea why it was. You know, I'm wondering what conversation we're having. And he said no. And the main reason was because he wasn't circumcised. Right. So it goes both ways.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But so aside from that, okay. So we can say, I mean, generally, I think that that is the consensus that that is the real
4: reason, right? To
2: some extent. Yes. Okay. We'll go into that. Then the second video is Lacey Greens and she, she actually says almost the exact same thing as the real reason you're circumcised. Um, hello, Lacey, I love y'all and all, but you straight off say you have a bias to this by saying you prefer men uncircumcised. Well, but at least she said that. She did say it right off the bat. But so. here's the
0: thing is that a lot of the other things that she goes into in the video are very good.
2: Yeah, but I'm going to go through the inaccuracies, and actually both of them um did have inaccuracies. <laughs> and the, the, uh, basically, they both have a lot of the same points. Okay, one of the first things they both say, and they both make the exact same claim, is that John Harvey Kellogg is responsible for, um, the reason circumcision is so popular in our country right
0: now. Really? Not the Jews?
2: The, bo- both of them make that exact thing. No.
3: Well, that, well, actually, actually, to Brian's point, they are responsible for Mel Gibson's circumcision. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Now, my main problem with that, both of them gave the, you know, what he believed. John Kellogg did believe that circumcision would, um, prevent masturbation. In fact, he was a fairly twisted individual, if you look it up. He believed that you specifically want to hurt the boys. You want to be painful. So that somehow, as a baby, that moment of pain connected to their genitalia will somehow make it so they don't masturbate. But he
1: didn't invent the idea that masturbation's no, bad. No,
2: he didn't invent it either. But while he had a following, I can find nothing at all to suggest that he had the kind of influence that would you know, laughed like that. He, to me, what I've seen, he's more like L. Ron Hubbard in Scientology. He had a <laughs> following that really was, you know, religious about his teachings. But it didn't spread that much beyond there. Now, admittedly, there were others at the same time who were um, promoting the exact same thing. But even there, I can't find anything to suggest that there was that level of Dedication to it that would justify the claims made in these videos. You know what? Though? That being uh, dedication
1: reason- to sorry, dedication to circumcision or dedication to anti masturbation,
2: to anti masturbation. That
3: may- probably just to just to Kellogg's. Yeah, Kellogg's, Kellogg's practices please. in the first place. Yeah, I, I well, think the only one of his practices that's really stayed with us to today was the uh, the terrible practice of eating cornflakes for breakfast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that actually.
3: That's I, that is that is some of the worst shit for you in the world. Right,
2: you're supposed you know? to eat extremely bland food so that you don't have any sexual appetites. That's to so you excite is. yourself.
4: Yes. The, the thing is, um according to um like I've I did some research on this too and according to uh, Robert Darby writing the in the Medical Journal of Australia, circumcision was widely recommended in mainstream pediatric manuals as a deterrent to masturbation until the 1950s. Right. And, you know, this- so that that seems to suggest that um, there was that circumcision was brought about as a big concern over the practice of masturbation. Right, but
0: Kellogg might just been getting on board.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. I I I, like- I, I, I'm sure that the video exaggerated his role in the no. process just because he was a famous guy from the time and he had a following. Right. I well,
3: think yeah, he might just simply be the visible face of it. Right. Sure. So
2: anyways, do, in the research I've been doing, which, um, that's one reason why we are doing it now instead of earlier is I really wanted to find a lot of sources, really wanted to look at both sides of it. There is a website called circunfo.net. Um, and basically it is, um, actually really good research, although it is pro-circumcism. Um, but it gives, I, I, I can't find another yeah. website with this much information on it. I mean, it has so much information, and it it has um, three pages of references, and there's hundreds of references. You know, whoever.
4: Harriet this, Hall actually commented on this website calling it pretty much overload of information. About yeah, that's how I felt about it, too. And <laughs> yeah. it,
2: it's pretty intense. But, but anyways, according to um, <clears throat> this website, what it found was, let's see, da, 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 the late 19th century circumcision came routine in America. And elsewhere, as a result of pronouncements and publications recognizing the various health benefits at the time, although overemphasized, the clinical significance of the foreskin and masturbation. So, the, um, basically, Peter Ramandino is apparently the physician most noted for doing this. Did deal with the health benefits, which so, are you
0: know? I mean, I, I, at what point? I, I, I where are you? How are you structuring this? Well, at what point do we want to do, do you want me to start asking questions?
2: Ask whenever. Well, okay,
0: so what are the health benefits?
2: Okay. Um well the now proven ones are uh, we actually have a link to that. Let's see. So once more so many stuff. I can't find the link suddenly.
0: Here, okay, so here's generally the the three things that that they talk about. UTI, urinary uh urinary tract infections, right? Right. HIV H- oh so that's s d s d yeah and STDs. and the Thank other you. one they talk gotcha. about is cancer okay so let's start with UTIs. do you have do you have your stuff in front of you
2: um i'm trying to trying to find the link once more this page has so much stuff it's insane it is
3: too much stuff to, yeah, to, that's to, one to be problem to be usable and, is, and i found one about circumcision and prostate cancer okay
0: yeah, I, 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 saw that on there too, and, and that article basically says that there's no link. Well,
2: and there's a lot of conflicting stuff. There is. Throughout all, all this, and that's where some of the problems come from. But, um, however, once more going back to the two videos, um, that started this all, they both completely ignore all mm-hmm. that, which bothered me. The only thing they mention is the, um, STDs, and they both say, which is good advice, just use a condom. Great advice. That is perfect. But, it also kind of blew it off as if it's not important and irrelevant and then ignored all all the other um, possible health benefits to it which bothered well me hold greatly.
0: on oh, le- i mean hey, let's 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 start with that one then S- uh, SDIs. so do
1: we need to pause for just a second and um state where we all stand on this issues before we continue the discussion i don't
4: know, uh, do we? no
1: i don't i don't think or do so or after i i just i don't know
3: okay let's go ahead and let's go ahead and out ourselves at this point <laughs>
2: Well, actually, I probably have the best story because I have two boys. I, I don't so know if I that makes tell... for the, yeah. No, okay.
0: Mean, here's the thing is, I mean, I have, I have kids and I, I know what we were going to do. Here, here's the, I, 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 I just, want, I just want to go through these three things.
1: Okay. Let's
0: go right. through. So if we want to start with SDI, SDIs, uh, the mainly they, they talk about HPV and HIV. And, um, here's the thing. So now with HPV in particular, we now have, um, a vaccination, right? Um, let's see if I think my notes. <clears throat> um, we have the vaccine and of course condoms, right? Right. And so because of those two things, I think, I think that when we, when we are talking about, you know, SDIs, if we, if you are expecting an uns, uh, um, an, you know, an uncircumcised penis. If that's your method for, for preventing an STI, you've already got a problem. And so, I don't like that as an argument for or against circumcision at all.
2: I, I agree with that. that <clears throat> I agree with you there. Okay, but it is a benefit to being circumcised. Yes, that's but we're in
0: a first world country. That's the other thing, right? And and so we're basing our information for for specifically for a first world country. And so, since we have better ways to prevent STIs. And
1: access to those
0: and, and access to those things, I, I don't think that it, it really should be part of the consideration. Uh, because I, you can I'm go either way. Either. Okay, all right. But
2: I'm still saying <laughs> it's a fact that it is a fact, and to blow it off as being insignificant, you know. Is, well, I'm not. I'm not blowing yeah. it off as yeah, being insignificant. The videos both did. I felt oh, the that, videos that's very much both blew over that as insignificant, and that bothered me. It's mm. like no, no, you, you, you know. They both really didn't want to talk about any benefits to circumcision. Okay. They, they both pretty much blew that. You know that that was the one benefit they barely mentioned, and they both blew it off as, "Oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. nothing but, to even think about."
0: But you and I are going to have that conversation right now, and, okay. and the videos may be terrible. And the first video is supposed to be funny. The second one was incomplete. Right. Okay. So, so I mean, where do we stand on SDIs? I mean, do 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 you consider this as a factor? Um, not in the initial of okay. getting them circumcised. No, because right now, I mean, the, this it's really not a factor because we have condoms, we ha- we have vaccines. There are better ways to prevent STDs than circumcision.
5: Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. No, if, All right. Just... <clears throat> how about
0: how about UTIs?
2: Uh, Urinary tract infections. Now, admittedly, and th- this will. Probably be your main case here in the U.S. where we, our hygiene's actually pretty strong right now. Mm-hmm. It's not that common. It's extremely
0: but, uncommon, actually,
2: but it is 90% more common in um, uncircumcised boys than it is in circumcised okay, boys.
0: Okay, but let's talk about the numbers. What, how, uh, of uncircumcised men or boys, how many, how, how many, how many, um, will, will end up with a urinary tract infection? Um, Trying to find the numbers is a bit tricky. Do you want me to give them to you? Sure. Okay. Uncircumcised between 7 to 14 in 1,000. Okay. So, what
1: percentage and, is that?
0: Well, and it's not very good. I mean, we're, we're talking about what? Less than 1%. Less than 1%. 0. 0.7, 0. 0.1. I mean, I mean, it, it's extremely low. Right. In, in circumcised, it's 1 to 2 in 1,000. So you're, so we're talking about, <clears throat> We're talking about less than one percent of boys will get a UTI, and you can decrease their chance of getting one between five to ten percent, which is pretty slim. I mean, we're we're of one percent. You can you can decrease that five to ten percent with circumcision, mm.
2: but still, it, um, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's not UTI even a conversation. Boys
0: were reported in uncircumcised. <clears throat> so seven it, to I mean, we're we're under one percent. To begin with, yes, yeah. So, so five to ten percent is not. I always kind
3: of thought that the urinary tract infection had more to do with the urinary tract than the outside plumbing.
0: Well, here's the thing: it's that it has to do with the distance between the anus and the entrance to the urethra, because the bacteria has to get all the way up the penis into the urethra to get back down to to attach the bladder to create the infection. So. This is why boys. This is really not an issue. This is for women. It's much more of an issue.
1: So, what's the mechanism for circumcision reducing that? If it has a shorter distance, to it's probably cleanliness. Circumcise. I
0: would assume. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe you're more likely to get fecal matter inside of the of the foreskin. Maybe mm-hmm. I I don't know. They don't. I that was never talked about.
4: Well, I learned something interesting mm-hmm. reading uh, these articles that. Um, that a buildup can take place inside of the foreskin between the foreskin and the head of the penis, and it's called smegma. Yes, which
5: is,
2: is a wonderful smelly- sounding
4: name, isn't it? Yeah,
1: <laughs> is that the smelly, like gray um, buildup that? No, no, it's it's. Uh, I would
4: assume it's smelly.
1: I don't think it is, you guys. I think no. it's. I think it's light in color, and I think it's just dead skin cells that get kind of trapped in there.
0: Okay, so, but here's the thing. So, to go back to this, we're talking about one, less than 1% of boys will ever get a urinary tract infection. And, and of the ones and 95% that are circumcised.
2: of those will be uncircumcised. Well, yeah,
4: that, but that figure yeah, but, is kind of a little bit, um, misleading because most men, uh, in North America are uncircumcised. So, of course, that'll skew the statistics in that direction. But here's the other thing is that when we're talking about a range,
0: of seven to fourteen, their statistics are not very good to begin with. No, that's almost low enough to be coincidental. Exactly, right? And, and and when we're talking one to two versus seven to fourteen, I mean, there's nothing here to work with. I'm sorry that this is not a good argument. Once again, when you when we're looking at these numbers, yeah, okay. Of one percent, ninety-five percent of those will be uncircumcised. Nine, nine, you know, anywhere between eighty and eighty-five percent. Yeah, to me, that's significant. You, it's not significant. We're talking about 1%.
2: That's not significant. But within that 1% of the population, it's significant.
0: Oh my God. Are you <laughs> kidding me?
2: That would be like saying, okay, only um, 1% is going to get this one disease. <clears throat> but, um, you can make your chances even less likely to get the disease if you do this one small thing. And it'll give you a ninety ninety five 95% less of a chance.
0: No, it's not 95%. It's 5 to 10% less.
2: Within that one percent. Within
0: the one percent, exactly. We're talking about such negligible figures, and the figures are so poor to begin with that that, that we need more data to work with.
3: And if you keep pushing for this, I'm going to sign off and go get mine reversed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one.
2: <clears throat> we'll follow the next one up, and then I'll we'll talk about you know where the um, standings are right okay,
0: now. Okay, let's and... talk about cancer. Okay. So the type of cancer, I can't, it's like squ- squalium carcinoma. And <clears throat> we're talking about, uh, um, th- this is a, a pretty rare cancer. Peanut cancer is pretty rare. It's, it, it's, it's one in 100,000 men. Mm-hmm. And of those, if you take out the ones that, um, that had, um, uh, is it phim- phimosis, which is a, which is a stickage of the foreskin. To the head of the penis, if if you if you um uh if you account for that, the statistics are identical in both. far as far Uh, as cancer,
2: what I'm reading says that um, however, penile cancer occurs almost entirely in uncircumcised men.
0: Yes, but but you and but and it's only if they have this condition where the head of the penis sticks to the sticks to it. Okay. So, so that is the cause. So if you, if you watch for this condition, it's not an issue. It's only if you have this issue. And we're talking about one in a hundred thousand. Ah, translates 75,
2: a hundred thousand during each man's lifetime. That, that's per year. One in a hundred thousand
0: per year. Okay. I want to make a quick correction here. I said in the podcast that it was only men who were uncircumcised. That got penis cancer. That That's not true. What I meant to say is when you remove men who had phimosis from the equation, the incidence of penis cancer is the same in circumcised and uncircumcised. The majority of penis cancers do happen in uncircumcised men who experienced phimosis.
2: So they're saying an average lifetime, seventy-five and 100,000.
0: You are more likely to get hit by a car. Hmm?
3: Yeah, but this is incredibly low statistics. Let's talk about the sheer, oh my god, scariness of.
2: But actually, then it gets hey, 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 hey. Go ahead.
3: Tread not on the Odin son's (laughs) words, thou schmuck. Anyway, what I was saying is let's let's not let's talk about the absolute pants shitting terror of the words penis cancer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but going through this article, it talks about. Um, if we assume that this represents 30% of the uh, uncircum- uncircumcised men are about 30% of males in the U.S., that cuts it down drastically to 75 per 30,000, which would be 1 in 400. So if you're uncircumcised, this is saying you have a 1 in 400 chance in your lifetime of getting penile cancer.
0: But it's only if
2: you I have phimosis. I think phomosis. it's
3: kind of insensitive to say cuts it down drastically. <laughs> this is, But it's only if you have phimosis.
2: No, this is saying, but the odds, that's what you're talking about, how insignificant the 1 in 100,000 is. This is saying that if you actually look at the numbers and figure, just take all the uncircumcised guys aside, they have a 1 in 400 chance of getting this compared to um, circumcised, which has a pretty much zero chance of getting it. That's a huge difference.
0: Right, but we know the exact condition that creates this. And uh, the data on this is extremely poor. Once again,
1: is, is that really the only cause of penis cancer? Is that the well? First-
0: okay, this is according to Chuck from the Irreli- Irreligiosity Podcast oh. when he went over this. This was two years ago. Maybe we have better data since then. But I mean, it's it's still an extremely small. Also insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, what are the risks, Ian?
2: Um. Well, it, it depends on who you listen to, which is where it gets really
0: weird. I have a list. All right, go for it. Bleeding.
5: Okay.
2: So
0: there, there, there's a possibility that when you cut off the foreskin that you can bleed, which can lead to needing, you know, uh, blood transfusions and stuff.
2: That is extremely rare. Um... Exactly.
0: It's as, just as rare as all these other conditions that we were just talking about. Infection. Extremely rare again. It's probably not quite as rare as bleeding, but easily treated. That's the other thing about the urinary tract infection. Not dangerous. Very easily treated. Um, the glands can become damaged or removed. Um, the um, you can get a fistula, which is a hole in the urethra. Uh, scarring, and this scarring can uh, can possibly reduce the size of the urethra, making it difficult to pee. Also, there's a uh, there is also an, an opportunity where the uh, the condition where the penis will sink back behind the um, the scar. Uh I think there were some others, but those are the ones I wrote down. Yes, all of these are extremely rare, as are penile cancer, SDIs, and UTIs.
2: All right, no, the one in four hundred is not that rare. I'm, you, I, 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 I'm,
0: I'm not with you. On, I'm not with politics. you on your statistics there. I, I, the, no, there's some, there's some issues with that that data. Right.
2: However, the data is
0: so poor on this.
2: Ignoring is that pediatricians now <clears throat> are actually recommending.
4: That's they are not recommending it they, they actually are. yeah they are no they're are. not you've read the article wrong i've ah. got uh the okay. harriet hall actually wrote a thing on like this um they did they specifically did not recommend it they've now said though that uh, there is enough evidence mm. that uh they um think that mm. uh if a family wants to do that that is fine with them basically i'll read you exactly what it says okay if i can just find it here i had
0: it while you're doing that i do want Preach to say the uh the american association of pediatrics has recommended um circumcision saying that that the that the positive benefits do outweigh the negatives but as we've gone through this we can yeah. see that the negative benefits are i mean pretty sparse and the positive benefits are pretty sparse well you we also
2: to go over all the positive stuff which the problem is it's there's so much out there
0: well what else is positive <laughs> <clears throat> you really this, want? The yeah, I I really can, do. I mean, this is this is you put all this stuff in here, right? So what else? I've I've gone through the the pieces that I you know the the positive benefits well, that I okay, had. Here's
5: one
2: of the things I, to me. Okay, another all right, thing. Here, here, uh, here,
4: Let me. Let okay. Me read right, yeah. Pieces, go ahead. Um, all right. The preventive health benefits of elective circumcision of male newborns outweigh the risks of the procedure. Although health benefits are not great enough to recommend routine circumcision for all male newborns, the benefits of circumcision are sufficient to justify access to this procedure for families choosing it. That that is their position on this.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's not. So it's. So yeah. So
4: they're they're not recommending it no, for but, all male newborns.
0: But they are saying that the benefits out slightly outweigh the the, the risks and and I don't disagree with that either but I'm saying that the risks are extremely small and the benefits are extremely small and sensitive
2: well, I I can give you that but once more the same okay we did urinary tract infection risk of balantis, inflammation of gland penis um it's more common in uncircumcised male but at least one study indicated the opposite not too surprising we did sexually transmitted disease femoris. The inability to retract the foreskin, which obviously could only be.
0: Which is phamosis, which is, yeah. which is an actual condition. And this is what, probably the only condition that leads to, um, adult circumcision is that it, because if you do have four, the foreskin sticking to the right. glands, it needs to be removed. And, and, and in that case. All physicians would recommend it. I would, I About would
2: About 10% of uncircumcised infants will require circumcision later in
0: life for medical reasons. Here we go. But, but that is. Adult reason, circumcision
2: is more expensive, more difficult, riskier,
0: requires stitches, absolutely. and causes more suffering than neonatal circumcision. And, and I don't disagree with that either.
4: One out of 10 people, really?
0: No, 10%. Yeah, that's one out of 10.
2: Yeah. Uncircumcised. Okay. Yeah. I mean. That's what it's saying. Huh. Um, they mentioned hygiene, which has actually, um, been a part of, as far as I can figure, if you look at the history of circumcision, that's been the major aspect to why cultures have been circumcising since recorded history, and then it gets into um aesthetic saying women prefer circumcised and zipper injuries.
0: <laughs> oh my God, yeah,
2: but the other thing I want to point out, both videos also talk about the loss of
0: sensation ah oh uh, yes, it's, but there's there's data on this too
2: um. I'd love to know the data you're going with. Well,
0: uh, this is just what – once again, I'm going back to what Chuck had said. Okay. And he said that um, actually that uh, um, the reduced – that whether you were um, – this might be not what you're talking about, but whether you were circumcised or not. The sexual gratification was about the same either yeah. way. Okay. But when when they were talked about men that had were circumcised later in life, right. that, so is the, that was the
2: only way you could tell that would be you know is okay. We can't talk to kids because they don't know. You know, a, a newborn baby has no clue. Right. The only people mm-hmm. that would be valid on that issue would be adults that have gotten circumcised, and,
0: and that really didn't seem to be a consideration.
2: Right. Yeah. in fact, actually, if you read through um, this whole page of adult circumcision stories I have here. Basically, most of the men are the saying they had a better sex life afterwards.
3: That could be. It could very well be. Ryan, so, Ian, yeah, compare them or put them away. Okay.
0: Well, here's the thing: is that my 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 opinion on this is pretty neutral. I I don't think that the, that that I I don't think the risks are that great. And I and I don't either way, right? I don't think, and I don't think the benefits are good enough to look at. The, I don't think that it's good enough to look and say, "Oh yeah, hey, these benefits are worth having." They're not. So this does come down to a personal opinion right, I don't and that, that's think
2: it's the main I, thing I agree with
0: I don't think it's that hard on the infant no um and, and, and despite and, all
2: the claims th- those claims right. about the pain and trauma of it
0: yeah they they do more, use a penile nerve blocker. Enough. I mean, they are using a penile nerve blocker to do this no. now, so they're not doing it without anesthetic anymore so i i don't have I don't have a particular problem i do don't i i the idea of well, let them decide later is problematic because it is so it, it is riskier later. Yeah. So I, I, I'm kind of at, at this point, I mean, there's, there's no, the benefits are not good enough to say, yes, people must do this. I kind of think it still comes down to a personal choice. Right. I really I, I do. I actually agree with you there. I don't think that Ian and I disagree that much. I think that we, no. I think that we feel differently about the data and, and, we're, and the way that it leans. Um, because I don't think the, I don't think the risks are that great. And I don't think the benefits are even worth talking yeah. about.
2: Now. To actually kind of go back to the initial stuff we were, um, Terry brought up, you know, our views on it, where we sit. I am circumcised, and yes, both my sons are circumcised. My first son, I do, I very much remember when the, um, I was asked whether or not we wanted to circumcise him, and I had no clue. And if I, just, I thought about it, I like, okay, let's get it done now, because most likely it'll get done, like, you know, at some point if we do it. However, I did wonder if that was the right thing. I then did the research and looked at it. And so when my second son was born, I didn't hesitate. I like, oh, yeah, let's just do it and get it done. Because I did feel, you know, my first son, no no problems with it. I've never experienced any problems being circumcised. You know, there were health advantages. So I figured let's do
0: it. Let's, you know, go with health advantages. But they're not health advantages. They yeah, really but, are not.
3: But better better have it done. By a doctor at a young age than, you know, in their, in their adult years by a tie hooker with braces. <laughs>
2: now, what I find interesting is if you do the research on this, you find people that will claim that you will have every manner of mental disorder imaginable, including post-traumatic stress disorder, oh, or yeah, being circumcised as a baby. I mean, seriously, anything you can experience. My guess is, uh, from the looks of what I've read, what happens is someone comes and says, I'm experiencing these emotional problems. And the reply is, oh, are you circumcised? Why, yes. Oh, that's what does it. <laughs> that's what it sounds like.
3: And thank um, you for helping me with my disability claim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> including uh, one page I linked to. I would love to find it again. Apparently, um, I am emotionally distanced. Because I've been circumcised, and that is why I want both my boys circumcised, so they will be as emotionally distanced as I am.
3: Hmm. Your and, boys yeah, are and, not emotionally distanced. No, that's true. All of they you are have, not. You
2: know how emotionally I'm not distanced saying you're not. He is.
0: But who?
2: But you, you read through these pages and all the psychological stuff they continuously put. And the interesting thing is, the studies are these small, like three hundred people who filled out a uh, um, survey form kind of stuff self-reported. Yeah, uh, and that's what they're using for the evidence. Well, once more, if you go to the main page we've been talking about, the circumcision evidence-based one, uh, one of the main studies they used was, I believe, 3,000 boys um, in the UK were studied from birth to the age 27 to determine um, the benefits of
0: it. Uh, and and how do
3: they account for all these
0: other factors?
3: You know, the problem with the statistics on this circ info. Is they're pro circumcision, and it's really easy to bend circum to, to bend statistics the direction you want them to go. But they're still vague. Even when you read through their
0: statistics, they did do, they don't give you everything. They give you the, like like they'll do like what Ian was doing: ninety five percent of uh, of urinary well, tract infections are are
3: boys that aren't circumcised. I think you can. I think there's absolutely no way you can dispute that a hundred percent of circumcised men who have problems with urinary tract infections, are circumcised. <laughs> you can't dispute that. No, no, I, I can't. I
0: mean, yeah. So
1: I have well, a lot of... Can I go for Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> go ahead. I have a... And not. I don't have a penis, but I have some thoughts on this. Um, we had our son circumcised because of exactly what you guys described. You know, the benefits seem to slightly outweigh the risks. And this was 12 years ago, and our... Doctors recommended it and they did it, you know, they said that they had their son circumcised and, you know, um, it was a tough decision. I was really squeamish about it. But based on the evidence available to me at the time, it seemed like the benefits slightly outweighed the risk. I think the strongest argument against circumcision is an ethical one and it has to do with non-consent and uh, removing a part of your child's body.
2: Right. But, um... I can easily counter that. My youngest son, we had his tonsils and adenoids moved without his consent because basically um, it was a health issue. Now, in this they case – They were infected. Right. Yeah, that, that's well, a different issue. Case, yes, they were inflamed and they were directly, you know, affected. But once more, it wasn't his consent. It's like, no, no, we're your parents. We get to decide what's best for you. You can't counter us. Yes, but
0: things. in that particular circumstance, there was a reason that they did it. I mean, we did the same thing with with my oldest. She couldn't – she had sleep apnea. She needed to have them out. It was, a, it was a medical necessity, and yes, we made that decision, but we didn't just say, you know what, let's just get those tonsils out because.
2: But if the doctor said, hey, you know what, the tonsils seem fine, but looking at it, there's a higher chance of her um, getting some serious problems down the line. It'll be really easy to take them out now and won't cause any actual harm if we do it. Well, you know and what?
3: plus, They'd... you know, males surveyed who get blowjobs say they prefer a woman without tonsils. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the tonsils is not a good is
0: is not a, is not good. It's, it's not a good analogy. It's not a good well, analogy but there's
2: a of you, being the parent, um, the, the moral issues come down to you have to make certain decisions for your kid. And yeah, I, I understand that completely. And there's a lot of people if you read through these um, anti circumcision sites who end up getting weird about it. And but the thing is, it goes into what I was saying. They will blame any. Issue they have on the circumcision,
1: and I think I know why that is. I th- my hypothesis is, and this is several years old, but um, a few years ago I got into a really intense online debate about this when I was writing about what I call competitive parenting, where um, parents try to kind of outcompete each other on the crunchy end of the spectrum. You know, by anti-vaccination, like anti-circumcision, used to be one of those things that um, correlated with anti-vaccination, home birth. It still somewhat does, from what I've seen. So in order to make yourself the extra special snowflake, it's like one more marker in that box. And so you freak the fuck out about it and shame the parents who do have circumcised yeah. kids in well, order to make yourself feel uh, better.
3: Just, just one extra rotor on the helicopter parent.
1: Yeah. sure. It's another checkbox. box. What another couple I, I, I'm not
2: going to say the names and tell the relationship to me um, that we are associated with. They, the father's, son. is um, Basically, this is his stepmother he's with now. When he was um, with his biological mother, a lot of messed up things happened. They ended up getting custody of him because she could not take care of anything, including herself. Apparently, one of the to me, the, the hugest mistake they could ever have made was they um, because they got into the anti-circumcism thing so strongly is they he's a nine-year-old kid that's been through all sorts of crap in his life. They apparently have pulled him aside and told him how wrong it was for um, him to have been circumcised. Oh
1: <sighs> oh, for God. fuck's sake! And now he's got it in his head that there's something wrong with his penis.
2: Yeah, that—that's the the kind of thing that I think causes some of these problems is people are, are pulled aside and told, "Oh, you know what? You're circumcised. That was a horrible thing for your parents to do. You know, it, it's going to it traumatized you, even if you don't realize it yet." And they get it in their head that something's wrong, and they go into some of this um, personality issues that come from it. You know, mm-hmm. if if there
0: if the risks were the same whether you were you know a newborn or whether you were 18 years old if the risks were identical my my I, my decision would definitely be it can wait but because they're not you do have to the you do have to make that decision
2: yeah. and like i said it, you know, i i've made it twice now and my first son, i did have to sit and think and wonder if you know i i you know what was going to happen um but i i went ahead and said let's just do it I, I I'll even admit I didn't you know, I hadn't thought it out fully at that point in time. It wasn't something that I overly pondered because it wasn't something that really dwelled on me. But for my second son, I did look at all the facts and I weighed it in and said, this is what I believe will be best for him.
1: For me, um, I don't think I would do it again. I hmm. think unless there was new evidence, uh, you know, um bolstering the medical claims like that's to me that's the most compelling evidence in favor of doing it is that there's a medical benefit or health benefit right. unless there's better evidence supporting that I probably would not do it again because I have a lot of trouble with the ethics it, I don't I yeah. don't have guilt over it though I made the best decision I could at the time my son is not. You know, I'm hopeful that he'll go on to have no, a normal sex life No, he's emotionally
2: removed from reality. He has every possible mental issue you can think of. You just don't know it
1: yet. <laughs> I just said, and it's all my fault. Wendy, <laughs> yeah.
2: It, 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 in 10, 20 years down the line, when he, he's going to get depressed over something, someone's going to tell him, oh, that's because you're circumcised, and then he's going to hate you forever.
1: Oh, yeah, he'll have a lot more reasons than that. He'll have <laughs> a, he'll have a oh, whole yeah. checklist. Well, Harriet Hall has you a know,
4: really nice piece um, about um, – 20 points put out uh, by a uh, anti-circumcision group and she goes through and uh, really very nicely debunks a lot of what they say because th- pro- there is a lot of uh, really bad yeah arguments on the anti-circumcision side
2: there is and th- that's one of the big problems with it is um for the pro-circumcision system, you get a site like the one we've I, I mostly used for this, which is so much information, it's overwhelming. But this person did research. There's a whole bunch of stuff they put in. The anti stuff, I, I, I looked through them and their, their arguments are very simple, straight, you know, this is, you know, what's bad because of this study. And they move on. They don't seem to be as cohesive as, you know, well thought out, well explained even on their cases. And you often see, um, you know, using the that genital mutilation, oh. which is – stro- any strong language like that, you should definitely be wary of because he, that thing they don't have
0: as good of an argument as they'd like to have. They want to compare right. this to female circumcision, and they are not comparable.
5: Right. Oh, they're two
1: They are completely different things. There is yeah. no yeah. analogy there yeah. at all.
3: Are you sure they didn't, they, they didn't mean that as Gentile mutilation? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. Hey, I've got a statistic you guys can definitely get behind here. I don't have the exact numbers on me, but well over 90% of males who were circumcised at a young age found that they got a lot more sex after being circumcised.
1: You know what else I think (laughs) is interesting? Now I'm
4: wondering about that tiny percentage. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah there's something wrong
2: there isn't there
1: you know uh one other thing the they argue about sexual health this and sexual health that as a reason not to you know to shame parents who circumcised their kids if it had a humongous impact on sexual health it would not have carried the practice would not have carried through for you know recorded history because it would have impacted fertility right
0: true yeah, it's I mean it, you look at it it's pretty much a wash. You, you it might be slightly weighted towards, you know, the the you know, the benefits outweigh, but I think the data is poor and and it, it but I it's, don't there's if you it, I mean I am not going to shame anybody for doing it, right? I we would not have done it.
1: Or for not doing it?
0: Or for not doing it. Either yeah. way, I mean it just it, it just is not there isn't significance either way, really. Unless you have herpes and you're sucking off little boys,
1: those yeah, fucking guys, nice nice. those uh, moils, man. All right,
2: so going over a couple things, circumcision in the news lately, and this is okay. You see, my boys were circumcised in the hospital where they got numbed and then a, a laser, <laughs> you know, snipped off the skin. That's the procedure they went through. Um, apparently, um, the Orthodox Jews of one of the I'm not even sure what sect it is.
5: It doesn't um, matter.
2: The belief is during the, um, <coughs> I did the whole term. They, this, they uh, do this, me- they do this. The,
3: it's the, the riot is called Metzitzah Bepe. Yeah.
2: Anyways, during that, um, apparently this one sect, the rabbi is actually supposed to suck the blood off the penis. Well, what is happening is a type of herpes that a lot of people, you know, a lot of adults actually have.
0: It's herpes but- simplex.
2: Yeah, it, it, but it doesn't affect us because you know, in adults, it's we have we're an immune It, it gives you cold sores. I
0: mean, that your cold sores and stuff that you get—that's herpes simplex. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. However, it can kill infants, and these um rabbis that are doing this are infecting infants, and they are dying. <laughs> Let's see. It was uh the, the New York Department of Health said it had eleven cases of infection during two thousand. Uh, ten required hospitalization. Two developed brain damage. Two died.
0: It can't. It also affect the immune system. Um, probably. Yeah, I, I thought it there's, did. There's some serious stuff to it. Yeah.
1: Um, I can hardly think of a less sanitary way to cleanse a wound. Yeah, can than you imagine that? motherfuckers' mouth? You on. cut the thing know, off and I, then you oh suck up the pus. That uh, sure. uh, Why? Uh, I've had baby boys.
2: I've changed their diapers. I don't want to go near that thing, if I can help it, because I know how messed up it is. So I can't picture where this idea comes from, saying, oh, Oh hey, we just cut off a
0: piece of skin from it. Let's put our mouths near it. So I think that we can all agree that if you're going to circumcise a kid, this is the absolute worst way to do it. Now the problem is,
2: I don't think this article mentioned, it's another article I read that I couldn't find again. The religion's so strong in believing this is the proper way to do it that they're somewhat hiding it now. That the parents are still looking for the proper rabbis to do it in this way, but they're not overly publicizing that that's what they're doing kind of thing. So, um, while it, it's trying to be deemed illegal for it to happen, the, the religious, um, ideas are still so strong that the parents are willing to risk, um,
1: the harm. It's just driving it underground, huh? Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, so you've got to go to a mob rabbi for a back alley circumcision at that point. You know, it's the same way with female circumcision.
0: You're not going to go you're not going to go to a hospital and get a well, doctor you, you to you do got to that. It won't that you're fucking looking for male yeah.
4: prostitute services and you know, get them to actually suck down there to, to show, show you their skills.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, well, and the legal argument of course is that you've got uh, you've got Catholic priests that are suing for the right to do it too. <laughs> I, I I thought I was better than that, but it turned out I was not.
4: <laughs> we all knew that. Man. <laughs> uh, what's so this last can, one you he got here? I think I think we've covered that. Tra- I think
0: we know that Moils are bad.
2: Yes. So the other one um, is the case of four-year-old Chase Ryan Nebus Her Heronibus? Hieronymus.
3: I think it's Hieronymus.
2: Hieronymus. So his mother Heather Hieronymus. Basically, has been in court, and because, now, this is being turned into a circumcision case, yet in essence, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Basically, C ran off with the child because she didn't want him to become circumcised. However, um, C actually didn't have the right to have custody of the child. See? Had- Signed away to her boyfriend, a uh, former boyfriend. He's an ex. They had like a six month relationship. She got pregnant, but she had signed away the rights to him. And he wanted to get him circumcised. But she had no rights to counter that. And she, apparently, the understanding of it is at first it wasn't a big deal to her. My guess is someone mentioned, you know, or got her onto one of the websites, but got her thinking about the, the horrors of circumcision, and suddenly she changed her mind. And
3: or it I became a power yeah. in the relationship.
2: And she basically kidnapped her son and went to hide.
3: It could have been an excuse for her to try to get her rights back. The no. circumcision thing could have just been a, a pawn.
2: Mm. However, the courts, of course, looked at it and said, okay, you signed away your rights, Um but all the anti-circumcision pl- um, groups are coming out saying how horrible this is and how the courts are favoring circumcision. They're not. They're favoring the legal document she signed that said she has no rights to do, um counter this. And the, what bothers me the most is the trauma this is going to inflict on the kid. Because, um, here you have the mother telling him that, yo, know, your dad's going to do this horrible, 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 awful thing to you. I have to take you away and keep you safe from him.
1: Why is the dad having him Wait, circumcised at uh, four? Uh, um, how old is the the oldest, oldest this kid? What? Four. Four years four. old. Wow. Yeah.
4: That's late to leave a circumcision. It yeah, late. So well, that's what I'll, I'm,
1: that's my question.
2: Um, he, he, I think she had him, um, See, basically, had had him for well over a year. So it was a late circumcision to begin with, it sounds like. But it's been, you know, a a good year or two since the actual initial incident that um, started it all. So, but the father is, um, it's a normal thing to do,
0: and he's aware of the health benefits.
1: And he he feels awfully strongly about this if he's willing to go to court over it.
0: It's not. It's not the circumcision. This is a custody battle.
2: Yeah, this is primarily a custody battle. The circumcision is just an issue within it.
0: The uh, custo-
3: it's a custody battle where somebody clever got the circumcision, the anti-circumcision lobby to sit behind them. Yeah,
2: mm, so that's what some of it sounds like. But it's a, it's one of those messed up things that the kid's being used as a pawn, and uh, you know. The anti-circumcision groups are coming out in force, busy trying to point out how horrible it is. It's like, actually, most of the trauma is not going to come from the circumcision. It's going to come from the parents um, playing the game. Having been kidnapped might contribute to, yeah. Uh, Kidnapped by his mother in hiding.
1: Yeah, that's terrible.
5: Jesus. So...
2: Oh,
0: he was circumcised. What? Jesus. He was circumcised. Jesus
3: was
1: circumcised.
3: (laughs) Yeah, probably by somebody who
1: he put, <laughs> he put his, mouth. his <laughs> nasty mouth on his penis. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh,
2: but and it doesn't help that he's now four. I mean, if this would have been done when he was a, a baby or a toddler, you know, it, it should have been done. So it's it, it's one of those messed up cases that is getting media attention for all the wrong reasons.
0: All right, I I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else?
1: That was exhausting.
0: Yeah, it was. Woo. All right, <laughs> say goodnight, everybody.
1: Good night. Hey, uh, Good night. Wait
0: a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry.
3: Wanna, did we want to? I know Ian said his position. You said your position, Terry. Oh, yeah. Terry said hers.
1: Yep, I said yeah. that. Uh, I don't we didn't hear
3: anything from me. We didn't hear anything from dumbass. Okay. Go ahead and tell us if you'd like. All right. I'm kind of neutral on it. I was amused at you and Ian wrangling back and forth, but it was done to me. I don't have a comparison point before. So it's it's what I have. I don't have a child I don't have a I have a child, but I do not have a son, and I don't have any intention
4: of having a son, so I'm
3: not gonna get anybody circumcised. Alright. And Dumbass,
0: did you wanna weigh in?
4: Uh sure. Leslie, I guess I'm kind of ambivalent. Um I I think uh maybe before uh this whole thing I was maybe slightly uh towards uh not having it done uh, i think you know after uh, the latest opinion and reading harriet hall's take on it and everything maybe slightly leaning towards but uh all in all i'm of the opinion that it's not that huge a deal okay all right yeah sounds good yeah
0: say good night everybody good night everybody good night well if you've made it this far that's an hour of your time you're never getting back but the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us if you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending an hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share-Alike No Derivatives 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash p-k-a-n-o-l. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry.